Did I ever tell you there was a period of my music history where people named Scourge and or Tyler Conlon would just add me on Facebook and be like, that's fucking weird, right? And like, that was it. That was the whole interaction. They'd, they'd yeah, message was... me and be like, hey, my name is that too. Nice. weird knowing there's other people in the world with your full name because there are no other Mitchell <laughs> at least on the internet I don't know if anybody has my middle name I'm sure so. Some, it's a, such a common name though I'm sure somebody does no why would Joseph bleep that out we gotta we gotta keep that a secret so how you doing Mitchell well I was doing good until I saw my first and last name with obituary in Google searches. That was kind of weird. Oh, that's not good. Uh, that's never a good so sign. we're just going to ignore that. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing good, man. Uh, my camera's not where I want it to be. Hold on. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. This thing is so finicky. When they said that, were they referring to like they were based in Houston or, or that was the name of the rocket or was like the astronaut's name actually Houston? Or, well, no, it was an astronaut calling the base, which I'm assuming is, like, based in Houston. Um, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, my assumption is that he, my assumption is he was calling the Houston base. And it's like, Houston, we have a problem. Or maybe that's right. just code. Maybe it's code for home base. Like H, Houston, home base. I don't know. Oh, Houston, we have a problem, is popularly quoted as a phrase spoken during Apollo 13, a NASA mission in the Apollo space program, and the third meant to land on the moon. After an explosion occurred on board the spacecraft en route to the moon at 55-54-53, whatever the fuck that means, Jack Swigert, the command module pilot, reported to Mission Control Center in Houston. Okay, Houston, we've had a problem. After being prompted to repeat his words by Jack R. Luzma, the capsule communicator at Mission Control, Jim, Lo Jim Lavelle, the mission commander, responded, Ah, Houston, we've had a problem. Interesting. Sighting stuff here. I, I wonder, is that line in the movie Apollo 13? I wonder if that's where I it got popular it. from exited the wiki page before oh no that's fine thank you Wikipedia. Uh, it is from the movie huh tom hanks the more anyway. you know houston we have aids so <laughs> he didn't actually it's a movie it was a movie okay he didn't have it in real life okay everyone calm down so what you got for us today uh Nothing, I lied. We've been playing a lot of Lethal Company lately. Thought we could talk about we that have. a little bit. It's an incredible game. It is really good. And I feel like it's so good because it's just like a sandbox, right? Like, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface with what's in the mechanics of the game. Because we haven't bought half of the equipment or used it. Even the stuff we, we did we buy. buy. Pro flashlights, walkie-talkies... And then we die. Yep. We've made it to what? We made it to day... Th no, no. We've made it past the third quota? 
yeah, I think we made it to the fourth quota because it goes like it starts one thirty two, then it's like two seventy five, then it's three something, and then it jumps up to like five twenty five. Yeah, because it was like two thirty or something, and then it was three ninety, and then yeah, it was like five yeah. something, and we jacked that one up pretty hard. But yeah, we we and by we I mean you probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The I think our clip. That's no. Joseph, uh, don't says, roll the clip. Don't look him in the eye, but look at him. I'm looking at his penis. Don't I'm get close to penis. him. What did you think was going to happen? Don't. <laughs> just, it didn't happen. There's no clips to roll. I'm looking at his penis. Why would there be a clip? Uh, so I actually, I'm pissed off with TikTok. And I know, I'm, I get it. Believe me, I understand how algorithms aren't like cut and dry like oh if you do this and then get this you will receive many views like of course i get that's not how it works but at the same time on our tiktok i posted the clip of us playing lethal company and within i want to say literally a half an hour to an hour it it got its initial like 200 views which every time you post a tiktok video usually you get like a push of two to three hundred views yeah But within that first 200 views, it got over 40-something likes, like 47 likes, and a comment, and four favorites. Like, so that's almost almost one-fourth of the the people who watched that video liked it. Like, that's... It's called the ratio. Those statistics... pretty good. For, like, like marketing, those statistics are nuts. If you said one-fourth of the people who see your thing interact with it, they'd be like, holy shit. Like, average is, like, 6% or something. So, but for some reason, TikTok goes, all right, never mind. You guys are good. We think 200 views was just enough. And then it just stops pushing it. It's so, it's, it worked, exactly. I think we're on to something. My, I kind of think maybe it's because you say penis. I think they have like a soft lock mm. on certain words. I did block it out in the text as best I could, Pussies. but well, now I can't post this one now. <laughs> <laughs> so I did try to game the system again. Uh, and this is where I feel like it, there's it's true. I tried to game the system, deleted mm. the post, reposted it with a slightly different title, similar hashtags, um, mm-hmm. and posted it again. Same exact thing. Like, we have 38 likes, 240 views, a comment, and three favorites. Stopped. Just completely dead after that. It's really weird. Like, because I, I get that they kind of base it on audience retention. Like, did people watch it multiple times? Did people, like, share it to their friends? Did they go to your page after watching it? Like, all of those are also factors. But it's mm-hmm. that's just insane to think about. It's like, if that many people reacted that much to it yeah it's just it's cra- it's crazy to think that there's videos with 1.4 million views that only have like 50,000 likes and it's like well what gauges that interaction that yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> I, I part of me is to be like i'd love to know the algorithm but algorithm but i'm sure everyone does because then they would be able to exploit it but just to know also who determines what the algorithm's looking for like somebody has to at some point say this is is the ideal content 
Or is, is it, it Jack we, Black? Is it we who do that? I think it's. I think that's how fucked up it is, and that's why I think even people who know how it works mm. wouldn't be able to like manipulate it, exploit it. Yeah, because it's literally entirely based on how we interact with it. So it's like that's why, like, like you were saying, and advertisers selling. It's like when you say the word Cherokee, and then next thing you know, you're gonna get a cheap Grand Cherokee ad in like a week on your phone. You'll see it on Instagram, and it's like what. Why the fuck? I wasn't. I didn't look I, that up. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want that that evil put on me. And now I'm gonna get advertisements for Jeeps. So I hope you're happy. Yeah. Well, you just said Jeep out loud again, so you're for sure gonna get them. Uh, this episode brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee. You can take it anywhere. You can go to the beach. You can go to the store. You can even go to the moon. But you can't miss out on these deals. So go to neonvalleypod.com backslash get your free Jeep Grand Cherokee today. And That's if right. not, you're probably the, the jerk. That's right. And you know what Gosh, it also can't go to? Balls. It can't go to the past and take away that cultural appropriation. That That's another thing it can't do. But it can drive you towards the future, my friend, where we will change the name of the Grand Cherokee eventually. <laughs> Once... It catches up to us. <laughs> that became such like a... I don't know if meta is the right word, but... <laughs> there became layers to that joke that I was not expecting. Um, very proud means. of us. Did you hear about the Aaron Rodgers thing? Jimmy Kimmel? No. Now, this just happened recently. It happened like while I was streaming yesterday, I think. Um, you always hear about the things that I have no idea and no context on. Dude, I Google pop culture news an hour before this podcast every single time. Okay, I was like, how do you, how do you have just this working knowledge of the world? And you and just go on Variety, like... Entertainment Weekly. Like, well, it's because I, I avoid... Because, like, yeah, troops got pulled out of Gaza. I'm, a, I'm avoiding that news. We're not talking about <laughs> shit like that, okay? Like, Because I don't want to get into the complex nature of all that. And I don't, yeah, I'm fair. not the person to do that. So I do look up that type of news. But for our conversations, it's almost always just pop culture news. I'm like, ng, ng, ng. yeah, Let's it's fun on. things to talk about. Yeah, exactly. That still somehow get people really mad. Yeah. Ex yes, exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> it's it means nothing. Like, I love shit that could never get us canceled, but drives people insane. It's like the perfect balance of, of I, playing dude, our the mac system. and cheese TikTok got so heated on yeah. both sides i love that yeah the thanksgiving one absolutely yeah. which by the way we have two new subscribers on youtube and one new follower on tiktok so welcome welcome thanks thanks yes. for joining we're glad to have you here specifically forget yeah. everybody else just about you guys what do you want us to be we will change for you yeah i apologize for the amount of shorts that i'm going to be posting in the next couple i mean but screw it uh i've got a system now <laughs> i just pictured you like me in a pair Posted of shorts. a whole bunch. But yeah, it's just you in a bunch of different pairs of shorts, like like a, a clothing montage from an 80s movie, just like looking back at the mirror. And... That's such a boomer joke that like I would still like on on YouTube if I saw it. Like if somebody, it sounds like a Game Grumps <laughs> joke. Like if Dan came in the room and was like, Aaron, we have to post more YouTube shorts. And he's like, fine. And then it's just a montage of him <laughs> in like super short shorts. <laughs> And then yeah, Dan's I think like, we no, have to make this now. <laughs> I think I think that that has to be the next thing we we, we put out. Um. Okay. So Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers on his on his podcast. Funny enough, uh, 
made an offhanded joke and said how the list for Epstein is coming out soon. It's supposed to be this list mm. that'll have all the people that were tied to Epstein yeah, in some way. Of, okay, I heard about that thing. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Rodgers made the joke that he was like, yeah, we're going to see a bunch of names pop up on that, just like Jimmy Kimmel. And it was just like a nothing. Like, he just picked a really famous A celebrity. random name that, yeah. yeah. Which, again, maybe for this situation, don't do that. But Jimmy Kimmel, like, responded on Twitter and, like, retweeted it from Aaron Rodgers' profile and was just like, I've never even spoke to Epstein. I don't, I've never spoken to people who know him. I'm not on some, this fucking list. I'm not this and that. Like, do not besmirch my name just for laughs on your fucking podcast. If you intend to continue this, I will, like, tr I will sue you, basically. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, we've talked about coming after comedians for jokes, right? And like yeah. that type of thing. This does kind of cross that line though, where Aaron Rodgers isn't on stage performing. He's on a podcast telling people about quote unquote, the news, which is like what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah, in, in that way, it's a little, maybe you shouldn't accuse people of that. You know, if like when I called Ben Shapiro a cuck in the last episode, uh, that that's not, like defaming him or slander it's just a joke like that's so clear so yeah i don't know maybe i'm wrong yeah no i i think i think because everyone at this point who's aware of the the epstein bullshit there's a lot of people that really could potentially be on there and i think we're going to see people that we expect and there's going to be people we don't expect yes and so it's one of those when you make a joke about something like that oh man yeah that's a that's a really weird it's a really weird line because so so the the premise of his podcast is is more news based than well, it is like well yeah i i was i didn't know how to choose my words there he, he goes through like okay. news stories and stuff like that he's not it's not a okay. news podcast but the okay. words the words i was trying to choose were more of that He's telling you about... It's like if we were doing this right now, telling this mm. story about Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers, and then I just went like, yeah, well, that's why Aaron Rodgers is a pedophile. And it's like, what? what, Like, that... Yeah, and when you have that large of a platform without... Yeah, if you're not providing context, and again, it's not... He's not clearly making a stand-up joke or, or anything like that. It's... Yeah. It becomes... Do you know something? Because uh, if not, you're there's a, and and there's realistically so many fans in in every every camp, every camp of every group. There are people who will hear the people that they look up to say something and then just run with it as oh shit. That's and that's the fact. scary thing. Yeah, are you gonna have a bunch of Rogers? I, I couldn't remember what team he was on, so I backed out of that. Quit Packers. So he was originally on the Packers, and then he went to the Jets, and then he blew his shit out. In the first like, game? I think was it was like him? the first game. Yeah, that, that was him. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. That sucked. Uh, that's Yeah, I remember that. I, my my uh, girlfriend, Audrey, she freaking, she was cracking up when that happened. It was like the third play of the game uh, when of him coming back. Yeah, that was rough. Um, poor guy. But hey, you know what? He's got a lot of controversy with his the podcast coming his way, so he's good. It's gonna have some new listeners coming in. Good for him. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I can see why why somebody in media might respond not as kindly to 
to hear because again a comedian making a joke at an award show for a kind of intro to a next segment it's a little different than somebody talking on a podcast and saying yeah that guy uh that guy's a pedophile yeah and like outright accusing him of being part of epstein's thing is like that's that's far it comes back that aaron Rodgers was on uh epstein's island he's projecting this that kind of this wasn't on my list but that kind of leads me to a question what would be the biggest gut punch to see on that list like living jesus (laughs) that's oh my god the Christ, Christ himself. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell, that would break me as a Ooh, person. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Because that's one that I almost, like, I can't imagine, but you could, like, if it was on there, you'd be like, whoa. Like, you could I, I would, almost. I would, that's, yeah, I, I would shatter. Because I'm the kind of person where if you do something... And when I say controversial, I'm not saying TikTok controversial. I'm saying things that don't align with who I am as a person. You know me. I might have loved your music. I might have loved your movies, your art. I will never listen or or acknowledge you again. Yeah, you, I'm not going to always go out of my camp. way to. Yeah, yeah. I'm not always going to go out of my way to to defame you or tear you down unless you know you're Jerry Seinfeld for some reason who likes to date 17 year olds. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I just don't like him. But other than him, for the most married? part, there's... It's love. It's love. <laughs> other than him, uh, I, I'm i pretty much like, I'm going to ignore you so that way you don't exist in my world and, and then just move forward. That's fair. But that one, I mean, I would still do that. Like, regardless, that's just who I am, even no, if No, you're not... If, if we're... When we were over Alex's and he put on a episode of seinfeld it's not like you were like turn this off right fucking oh yeah even then i i wasn't like guys i'm (laughs) gonna sit outside until you decide to shut this off dude that would be so funny i mean like i don't i I mean like nowadays people are very like passionate about their morals so i honestly like i wouldn't be surprised if there is someone who's kind of like oh guys you're gonna put on this show listen i'm gonna go in the other room like I wouldn't be surprised if there is someone, but I, dude, I wouldn't, I couldn't believe it if you did actually do that. I, I used uh, to be like that with country music. That's fair. That's fair. That's just because it sucks. Uh, <laughs> Cancel. Another clip. There we go. Thank you, AI. So, yeah, I, I think, well, I think the thing we do have to remember too is from what I understand, I could be wrong, but I believe the list doesn't necessarily mean that they like, fraternized with Epstein. oh no it's just because because it was a big island and wasn't there like a mega resort on it or something yeah i i mean like hasn't it already been proven that obama visited it twice like i think that's like uh, proven that it, that I, is... i'm pretty sure a lot of of people both sides of everything yeah have have been there and it's one of those think about it if you're like like He's like an actual real life supervillain. Like not like the like hey hey hey. He's like no, yeah. that's an awful person that nobody should aspire to be anything like. Um no. I hope he rots in hell for eternity. But if you're that evil, if you only have the bad evil people come visit your evil island, it's going to be very clear that you're a bad evil person. So if you create a place where everyone comes to visit, you can hide them in between the people who aren't bad and evil. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Because I think it's like... 
the chameleon effect. I just invented that. It's the chameleon effect. I like that. I think a lot of people like to assume that you can just tie things up real neat in a bow, you know? So it's like, oh, if Epstein is bad, if so facto, all celebrities and all higher higher ranking people and elites are bad. And I think that's what most people think where it's like, like how you're saying, where it's like, whoa, good people can be bad. Some people don't even have that notion. It's like, no, that's impossible. If they went to that island, yeah. they fucking, they're, yeah. But also think, because my, my thing is like, think about the workplace, you know, like, of course we have, come into the place in the last 10 20 years in the modern workplace where it's much easier to come forward and be like hey this person's doing this this person said this i'm having an issue with this person but it's still not that easy to always just go to your boss and be like hey i'm having a problem with this person so now imagine that there's millions of dollars involved and like fame and and people act like it's like oh yeah they should just speak out and it's like yeah it's not that easy to speak out all the time. Like, have you spoken out at your job when your boss, like, told you to come in on a day when you shouldn't have? Like, did you speak up? Like, no. Like, it's like, obviously, that's a fucking... There's quite a stretch between those two extremes. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I imagine that there's going to be a lot of people who are on the list who maybe kind of knew what was happening, but purposely made a blind eye because it's almost like, what else are you supposed to do? Do you, do you, like, and that's a terrible thing to think because it's like, but do they sacrifice their entire career or expose what's happening? Like, to say, if I knew a celebrity knew about something going on and didn't do anything about it, but like they knew, it wasn't like there's rumors, but I've never seen anything. I don't know of yeah, anything. Like Nobody's knew. ever approached me about it. If they knew, oh, it's, there's a quote. I don't remember what it's from. I feel like it's from like a cartoon or anime, but it was like to the victim, the attacker and the stander by who watch and do nothing are no different. And while it's, it's kind of abroad there, I, but maybe it's also because if I saw something that I knew was wrong, I'm always going to say something regardless of what those consequences are to me, mm. because I, but but again, I. But have you done that I, in one hundred percent of all scenarios? Because like I mean, as a human, like I can say I haven't for sure. Like, like I had a coworker do a shitty thing, and it's just like, like whether or not one I. It, it, usually, it doesn't even come from a place of like fear of retribution, but that's part of it. But another part of it is like, is it worth my time or effort? Like that sounds fucked up, but it's like, well, like my coworker stole a Snickers or something at my last job, and it's like. Yeah, it's like, am I gonna, am I gonna go through this entire process of filling out paperwork and getting this kid fired because he stole a Snickers, you know, like that? So that's a scenario or something where it's like, yeah, I, I haven't always said the right thing or done the right thing in those scenarios. I think there's definitely a, a ratio. I think there's a level of things that over this action, like I, and and again, maybe it's because I work in the HR field. Um, more professional for sure i i am way higher on that side of i have to i feel the need to speak up when things are happening that shouldn't be um yeah it's uh it's it's one of those everybody has that i think gauge right where you're gonna have to decide is this something that 
is so egregious that goes against the things I feel and at, at what level. And then it becomes, okay, that might be for a stranger or maybe a coworker that you kind of know. Now it's your, like, your friend. Now it's your best friend. Do yeah. you still treat them the same way that you would treat everyone else in that scenario? Uh, yeah. I, not, I, not quite a trolley car, but it is one of those where cause I, a I, lot of people would have a lot of different opinions. Well, yeah, definitely. Because I would say the only the only comparison I could have, I would say to maybe like the the Hollywood world, I guess, because because they're for sure not corporate by any means. Like, yes, they have higher ups oh. that do corporate things, but when they're filming the movie or doing the, that, it's almost like a, a party a lot of the times. So, like, yeah, like like especially in years prior where there weren't really any like guidelines or you know shit like because I, I don't know if you've heard some of the podcasts of like disney stars who now are talking about filming and it's like not the podcast shit. but I, i've heard like news articles on on things like that and that's where i'm again i and again it it's easier for me to say i acknowledge that it's easier as somebody who's just making a podcast with his bed, best friend that has a, a nine to five that that the the people on the set at the people who well, okay, are okay well let me get to my example new. let me get to my example oh, okay yeah, yeah, okay. yeah um because like you said you're in a corporate setting so it's a lot easier you have ladders of you know uh fucking i don't know what i'm trying to say you have people that you can go to and different like people you know right there's a clear sector of power and um yeah i think in those situations like there's even the podcast i don't want to derail my point one more time but i was just going to say i think there's the uh ned's declassified podcast mm -hmm. Uh, they've been revealing some insane shit in the last month or two where like cocaine orgies like th like they were teenagers you know what i'm saying like literally Jesus. on the, and they're not really implying that the adults were making them do this they're just saying that this was behind the scenes with the other kids you know like we weren't it just wasn't stopped you know what i mean and things like that and so my my example that i would say is maybe maybe would uh, I don't know. It's like, because I was thinking like frats. Like when you're at like a frat party and you really want to, you're like a pledge or something. And they start pushing people too far. And it's like, maybe not something that's like outright, like in that moment, like, okay, this is illegal. You know what I mean? Stop. You know? Oh, yeah. But it's clearly morally wrong. It's fucked up. It's like, do you think when you were a pledge or when you were trying to, would you have spoken up or would you have just left? more of a thing do you know what i mean because like that could ruin your entire college career as a lacrosse player if you if you say dude you're being a dick you know what i mean and then it's like you're fucked you know um do you know what uh, I mean? and, and again that's interesting right because a lot of underage drinking that happens in in plenty and forced uh, forced underage drinking yeah yeah uh Ah, that's interesting. It, it's one of those, I think if I felt somebody's life was like physically in danger, but I'm also like who, I guess there's like, like an international like fraternity council. Yeah. It's like, who do you call? Stuff. Who do you talk to? Yeah. Yeah. But then that's I, kind I, of their I typically think when there's like, okay, it's the international fraternity council. How much do you want to bet? And I, I have no knowledge of this, so I could be wrong, but how much do you want to bet that people on that council came from fraternities? Yeah, and it's almost like it's going to the police about the police. You know, yeah, it's like 
what do you do you know um but yeah because yeah, that's, that's that's another level to it right is do you feel like if you did speak up anyone would do anything about it or at that point is it just going to ostracize you exactly exactly that and i think that's the biggest thing in hollywood is because it's such an untamed thing you know everyone likes to think that you know hollywood and movies are this contained thing like every movie that comes out has been funneled down through the same system to reach you and it's like no not by any means there's millions and hundreds of different hundreds of thousands of different companies working on these things that bring it to you and they don't always go through the same checks and balances that other companies do and i mean yeah. shit there's famous directors that have been told like um uh kubrick actually uh i'm pretty sure he's been touted as being an awful man on the set and everyone hates working for him but he's made some of the greatest movies of all time so it's like yeah shit uh but of course he didn't never mind uh so <laughs> so we can move on from that no yeah i just thought it's interesting we got more conversation out of the jimmy kimmel thing than i thought we would but uh, i told you i absolutely told you this would happen um, yeah. very light-hearted conversation i, oh, I yeah. hope you're having a great day wherever you're at doing whatever you're doing enjoying a nice day with the family <laughs> listening to us on your car ride and <laughs> and thinking about these moral quandaries that we've put you in yeah 100 percent. also i realized that we're 30 and i wonder i bet do you remember how much it sucked being around peers when you were 20 or 19 and you just want to be liked I feel like as a 30-year-old on the outside now, we're like, hey, dumb kids. It's like, just be just be yourself and stand up for yourself. But I don't think, I think when I was 19, I, I had a, I would have had a different mindset. I would have just wanted to been liked, you know? That's, that, I, like, that's a facet of it, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, man, that's interesting. Because, okay, you've known me since before I was 19. Yes. I feel like I've, I've always had a, maybe even unrealistic sense of, self-confidence <laughs> well yes yes but i would say that like how do i put it it's like you have the same passion you did mm -hmm. for the level of shit you would take or whatever you want to call it yeah that's that's the, those goal posts have moved but you're just as passionate about that goal post as you does yes, that make yes, sense exactly okay. uh, yeah. yeah no that 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to fucking explain that. I was just like, I'm going crazy here, but I know what I'm trying to say. Um, no, I do agree though. I, y you have had always like a very strong like, that's wrong. I'm not doing that. Like that. Like you know what yeah. I mean. Like that's that's been. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can see that. Uh, all right, I have you seen the Shakira statue? I don't know how this isn't Shakira Miyamoto, <laughs> bro. No, yeah, I wish, and that's Shigeru. You fucking racist. No. <laughs> no, uh, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira with the hips that don't lie. She, uh, there is a over 20 foot statue that was built in Colombia. No, I'm not kidding. It's huge. It's insane. I don't know how this isn't news. I wonder how many people are like, I want that statue to sit on me. Right. Oh. I will die under that statue. Bro, wait until I read you the plaque underneath it, because that's where things got weird, okay? Uh, are you looking at the statue yet? <laughs> yes, I scrolled down on this website, and on the left side, it's her statue, and on the right side, it's the Statue of Liberty. So I don't know what comparison <laughs> they're trying to make, but I think Columbia won that battle. 
Yeah, I think out of all the Lady Liberties of the world, I think Shakira wins. Uh, all right. So this is the plaque because I believe the city. I'm gonna. I might butcher this. Butcher this, but Barranquilla. Barranquilla. B a r r a n q u i l l a. Barranquilla. Barranquilla. Is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I probably just didn't have the right inflection. Barranquilla. Whatever. Uh, I apologize to any people who are listening from Barranquilla. All right, the plaque underneath reads, Barenkia in the world witnessed the birth of a heart that composes, hips that don't lie, a voice that moves masses, and a pair of bare feet that walk for the good of children and humanity. There's a, a dude with a weird fetish wrote this, man. Come on, who brings that up? Who, of all the things, like, could you, could you like, imagine on an old Civil War plaque, right? It's like, ah, General Arthur B. Sotheby. He had the biggest feet in the South. <laughs> and they walked the for only, the freedom. <laughs> the, the only thing I can imagine that would make it make sense is if it's, like, symbolic of, of coming maybe from, like, like, poverty. Like, to show, like, I, I've, I've been yeah. one of you. But I, again, I think- I'm, I'm inferring a lot there. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm showing my ignorance of Shakira because maybe I think maybe her thing is she's always has bare feet. I don't think she wears shoes in like any of her music videos oh. or any of her concerts. Cool. She's probably got really great feet in terms of strength you, and like I, like arches. I thought you were going to say um, she's probably got really gross feet. <laughs> no, I bet they're actually immune to, to most things. Yeah, she could probably step on hot cement without even feeling it. You know what I mean? Gravel. Are you still looking at the statue? I, I shouldn't have brought the statue up. No. I gotta pull you away. No. No. I asked I asked ChatGPT if the statue of Shakira fought the Statue of Liberty, who would win in a fight? The idea of the statue of Shakira in Colombia and the Statue of Liberty in the United States engaging in a battle is quite imaginative. However, these statues are inanimate objects and symbols of cultural and historical significance, so they can't actually engage in a fight. And then it it just goes into what they represent. Um, well, okay. Well, hypothetically, what? if they came to life with their exact they features, to life, then how would that go? Yeah, but yeah. what if they came to life? Then how would that go? Yeah, exactly. It, it's like it knows something it doesn't want us to know. Yeah, it'll probably be like, well, it's physically impossible for them to come to life. So that still that, that question remains unanswerable. Okay, okay, so first, size and build. The Statue of Liberty, standing at a towering height with a robust structure made of copper, would have a significant size advantage. In contrast, the Shakira statue is much smaller and made of bronze, which is denser, but not as large. Mobility. Given the structures, the Statue of Liberty might be somewhat less agile due to its size and the heavy materials used in its construction. The Shakira statue, being smaller, might be more nimble. Symbolic powers. If we consider... Symbolic if we consider powers. their symbolic significance, the Statue of Liberty representing freedom and democracy might wield powers of inspiration and strength. The Shakira statue, symbolizing musical talent and philanthropy, could potentially harness the power of the music feet. and dance. Yeah. Ooh, the so setting. It's like, so it's like, hold on, the Statue of Liberty could be like trying to stab Shakira, right, with her torch, but Shakira's like, yeah, like, <laughs> like missing the stabs. Yeah, this is good. Okay, so the setting. If this battle took place in the fictional world, the environment could also play a role. For example, <laughs> near the ocean or in an urban landscape, each statue might have different advantages. 
In such a whimsical scenario for the outcome, it's fun to imagine that instead of fighting, they might recognize their shared statue as the culture icons and team up to promote positive values like liberty, artistic expression, and unity. Wow. Ultimately, this it. All right. All right, that's enough. No. <laughs> that that's actually okay. Why does the idea of a post-apocalyptic like wasteland like New York? But with statues roaming around, sound like a dope video game. Like, like big, like all of the statues that are around New York came to life, like almost New, Night at the Museum style, and they're like the enemies. Some, how has that not been a video? That game? That sounds like an anime. It does sound like an anime. Statue this. St <laughs> yeah, it's the chat GPT simply doesn't want to. It, yeah, it can't. It can't. That, it, it expounded way more than I thought it was going to. I'm not gonna lie. That's impressive. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Comment in the chat who wins. Go ahead and, and let us know who wins that fight: Statue of Liberty or Statue of Shakira? Yeah, we need to know. So wait, okay. I think, I think the Statue of Liberty does have some disadvantages, though. Because let's imagine okay. it's a statue, right? So even though it's mobile, we have to imagine that everything on it has to stay where it is. So it can't drop its book. So wait, so like the book could be a shield maybe, but the book, it now now it's stuck with the book. You know what I'm saying? It could rip out the pages and throw them like Frisbees because they're made of copper. Mm. Mm, but, but see, now you're changing the physics of the statue itself. Are they actually separate pages or is it one solid thing? Because it's still a statue. You know, we're not. It is it's, still a statue. it's not like Shakira can rip off her top, which I wish she would, and throw it at the Statue of Liberty. Okay, it's not like she could do that. I mean, she could maybe, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be uh, clothy. Wouldn't be clothy. It wouldn't be. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be. Uh, I because imagine Shakira going Spider Man up up the side of the Statue of Liberty. And then uh, getting inside of her head because we have to. Oh, that's another factor. The Statue of Liberty is hollow. True. Statue of Liberty is hollow, and has a th so if Shakira can get inside of the Statue of Liberty, fucked. It's gonna be like Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's just gonna. Rah! It's gonna cut her way out. It's not. It's not a bad. Uh... Oh, hold on. Based, I, I've had to ask it like three times, but who would win? Based on the sheer size and strength in a fan fantastical scenario, the Statue of Liberty would likely have the upper hand. However, it's important to remember Wrong. that is a purely imaginative and whimsical scenario. Both statues are respected and symbols in their own right, representing different but equally valuable cultural and historical That's aspects. why it doesn't want to answer it. Okay, because yeah, I, I, I think I it's worried about being like offensive. Because I bet if you put in like two fictional statues, like the Statue of Rocky... And the statue of... I'm trying to think of another fictional statue, and I can't right now. What's what's like a, a supervillain statue? Like, there's a lot of supervillains that have made but statues But, like, in real life. But I'm saying in real life, there's... Because oh, oh. the Rocky statue exists. So I'm trying to think of another okay. statue of a fictional person that exists. That we could... Mickey Mouse. Is, is there a... Oh, there is... Oh, the Walt Disney statue. But he's a real person. You know what? But he's not political. So yeah, yeah. Type that in. The Rocky statue versus the Walt Disney statue. 
Because I bet it's only not answering the, the, the thing because it'll think that somebody will use the answer to be like, see, this is why America's better than Colombia. Because our statue would beat your statue, you know? And realistically, we're just two guys on a podcast that are like, big statues fight each other. Who yeah. win? Big lady funny. <laughs> Characteristics and strength. Hell yeah. Disney statue symbolizes creativity, imagination, and the magic of storytelling. It's not a depiction of physical strength, but rather of artistic, innovative spirit. There's Beautiful. a weird theme going on here. Okay. The Rocky statue represents determination, resilience, and the underdog spirit. Rocky Balboa is a fictional boxer known for his physical strength and tenacity. Nature of the contest. If it were a contest of physical strength or boxing, the Rocky statue embodying a legendary boxer would likely have the upper hand or uppercut. So it didn't wait, include the uppercut. Either. Not only is it giving you an answer of the fight, it's giving you options. It's like, well, let me tell you, if it was to fight like this, it's so it's giving. You yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting full scenarios. If the competition were about creativity, inspiring dreams or storytelling, the Walt Disney statue would shine, representing one of the most influential figures in the animation and entertainment history. Outcome, in a purely physical contest, the Rocky statue would likely prevail, considering the character's boxing background. In a contest of celebrating creativity, innovation, and impact on entertainment, Which doesn't exist. the Walt Disney statue would stand out. There's no, no nobody fight. fights over that. We want to fight. Yeah. Symbolic victory. The real victory in such a whimsical matchup would be the friends we made along the way. No, uh, would be the celebration of what each statue represents. Rocky Balboa's determination and Walt Disney's imagination. Both are iconic in their own realms and have inspired millions. Wow. So I think Rocky wins is, is what we're getting from that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's amazing. Um, I... I lost my train of thought there because I realized we had questions to answer, and that's supposed to Let's happen at the beginning of the, of the podcast. <laughs> uh, this has so, been a weird episode. Yeah. I don't know, Joseph, if you feel like cutting this into the beginning of the episode and acting like nothing happened, that, that could work too. That might be, that might be funny. But, or doing that, but also including us telling you oh, to this add part. it to the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, and like an awkward cut halfway through the video and people are like, what the fuck happened there? And then later it's us being like, I just realized we didn't do questions. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, so we did have some questions from the Discord here. Uh, got one from Gerbils. Have you guys seen Southland Tales? Have we? Mitchell? <laughs> Southland Tales. It sounds familiar... But I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll put it on the list. We can watch that one this year. Uh, okay, what is a movie you will never watch again? Can't think of any right now. Southland Tales. We have to watch it first. Oh, have you seen it? You suggest it. Next week, you can suggest it. And uh, yeah, great. No, really, what what's a movie you think you would never watch again? Other than Southland Tales, I yeah. would never watch. I I want it, it's it's coming up just because like there's not too many movies I hate, but it was when I saw like this is really stupid. Fifty Shades of Grey. I only saw it because I was going on a date with a girl who wanted to see it, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah I'm fair. gonna see it. It's just really stupid. Yeah, it's for a, it's a very specific, specific demographic. It's literally like fetish porn that got snuck into a mainstream movie, 
for like 30% of the population to cream over and the rest of us to go, what the fuck are we watching? Like, you know, like, yeah, that's all that was. Yeah, because I yeah. guess, because Never Watch Again insinuates that even if someone was to turn it on at a party you're at, you will actively avoid it or something or argue not to put it on. Right, like, if somebody puts that on at the party, I'm like, I'm going to find something else to do because I, I, I'm not going to watch softcore porn. So my easy answer, but also my hard answer, is Free Guy. Because I will never watch that movie again. But if a sequel comes out and I have to make another video, I'll probably end up watching the first one again for, like, context uh, yeah. and stuff. Um, so that's a problem. Which tells you how passionate I am about it because... Most people would spend six months making a YouTube video, only get 400 views on it, and then never just do that again. They would realize it was dumb, and it was a waste of time, and they should never do it again. Uh, me, doubling down. Can't wait for Free Guy I, 2 to come out. <laughs> it would actually probably do even better and help the first video because you made that video like a while after oh, Free Guy yeah. came out. It, it wasn't existed. like you were prepared, you knew you oh, were going to yeah. make it, and you dropped it. It, it was something that had been out yeah. for a while it was like a like, year and I'm a half out and maybe like just a year i think just a year which is like a hundred years in youtube time yeah because it's funny saying that like if somebody had done that in like 2008 2009 it's not that big of a deal but nowadays a year is like brother we're so far past that brother brother um yeah i don't know there's quite a few movies i would never watch again uh one that I won't say because it'll spoil something and probably probably Willy's Wonderland. If I have the option to never watch Willy's Wonderland again, I won't. I think you need to give it a second watch. Nope. Nope. I don't care what context you have. There's zero context that would make that enjoyable. I think you need to read the comics. And All then right. I think you need to rewatch it. So we have another question. <laughs> uh what What game would you say has the best one liner? This one, this one's a little hard for me to like think of offhand. I was only able to think of one of like a kind of recent one. Um, it's it's the recent Halo Infinite. I only played like mm. an hour or two of the campaign, which is really all that's worth playing. But in the first like half an hour, they tell Chief to like come back. They're like, Chief, stop! What are you doing? And he just goes, finishing this. And like blows up a fucking ship and flies out of it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I got chills. I was like, "Usually it's, lines like that make me cringe, but it fucking it nailed it." <laughs> it's so funny because I was instantly like, the first video game I thought of was Halo, and I'm like, mm -hmm. it, "But here's why, right?" I think when you have a character like Master Chief who doesn't speak often, when he does, especially when it's a serious line like that, it just mm. hits a little harder. Oh, I'm finishing this? Oh my god! Oh, banger, banger of the century. Yeah, it's that's good. You know, let me look up some. But well, while you, uh, yeah, because I feel like Witcher's got to have some good ones too, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, so there's the classic one from Duke Nukem, but that's a reference to the movie uh, They Live. So I don't know if it counts. It's the it's time to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. That one is that where that originates from? It's from They Live originally. Okay. It's like an eighties okay. movie. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't really. Oh, you were almost a Jill sandwich from the original Resident Evil. That will always get me. 
it's, I didn't play Resident Evil. It, it, there's like a there's a ceiling collapsing when you play as Jill at one part, uh, and you have to like check the doors to try to get out, and then Barry saves you last second. And it's in the old PS1, like, terrible voice acting. It's hilarious. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you were almost a Jill sandwich. It's so, it's, it's great. <gasps> Stop. You violated the law. Oh, it's from Oblivion. You need to play Oblivion. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, you should have said, um. Oh, uh, shit. I used what? to be uh, an adventurer like, like you. And, you. And I took an arrow in the knee. I, that might be mine up there. That, mamma mia. That's pretty good. No. The, the arrow in the knee might be. I, I, I believe it was good though, just because anytime you you did a crime, like. It, stop right there. Just, uh, yeah, you know I I can hear it in my head. Yeah, I get. Uh, but they had something similar in Skyrim. Every time you would like walk by a guard and you had something on you, they'd be like, "Hold on a sec. I, I can't remember what it was, hey, but it, I know you. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. Uh, this one they have listed from Bioshock. Would you kindly? from like the twist at the end but Ooh. i don't really consider that like a one line yeah it, it's like it's a line that is memorable and has impact but it's used so often it, it isn't a one-liner it's not the only time he says it get over here get over here finish him finish him Ooh. I, I'm almost leaning towards your Master Chief one just because, again, Master Chief is such a cool character. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more question here to wrap this episode up. Um, and remember, if you want to ask questions, be sure to join that Discord, join our Reddit. Links are in the description of this episode wherever you're listening to it. Ooh. And uh, also Spicy. join that Patreon, and you'll get episodes early every now and then and some extra little tidbits. So, okay. Last question. What is a song that is pure perfection from start to finish? Infinite by Eminem. Which is, it's funny because what I consider perfection is something that I think is just, it's perfect as it is. I'm not saying it is recorded with the greatest quality of You're saying there's no stuff. version of that thing that could be better. It's not that does that make sense? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, yeah, it is. It is perfect as is because it, it, it's one of his very earliest songs. But I think if you saw that and you didn't know who he was, it, it, it's almost like, holy shit! <laughs> what is what is this guy going to do with his career? It is absolute perfection to me uh, in its in its own way. Hell yeah, it's a good answer kind of mad that you had an answer so quick because oh uh the other one is uh the movement by scorch oh well you're just lying now that's fine that joseph roll roll the track <laughs> uh okay trying to think of one i even i had this question prior it's like i already knew this question was coming and i still didn't really think of one Ooh, yeah, okay. So, The Borders by Sam Fender is like a, from start to finish, like a perfect song. Incredible. There's not really much I can say about it. It's kind of hard to say why a song is perfect, I guess, but... I almost... Yeah. Like, the intro is just... It has that kind of build-up that gets you into the song, 
It's like a good road trip song, but it also has emotion behind it. The lyrics are very meaningful, but it's also like you don't have to listen to the lyrics to enjoy the song. It's like one of those, because I think that's the perfect balance for me is like a song that has a really deep, meaningful like mm. story or passion behind it or meaning, you know, in general. But you don't need that meaning to enjoy it. You know, where it's like, I love those songs where you tell someone what it's about and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that's what it was about, but I still love this song. You know, like, I love that. Which is funny because for me, I'm on the other side. Like, I picked a, a rap song that you need the context of the lyrics and his lyrical ability to weave a story with all the the double triple entendres and yeah and you're not metaphors. throwing it on and just nodding your head and zoning out well i mean actually you could i'm sure you could a lot of his beats still do that so i mean yes you could but yeah it's not it's a little different for sure <laughs> it, it would be it's a different experience listening to an m song instrumental versus with lyrics true true yeah uh pure perfection you know what's another one that I love, and you will know that it, it's pretty impactful, I'd say, for mm. not being a rap or hip-hop song and and making it uh, Daylight uh, by, I want to say David Grohl, but I feel like that's wrong. Why do I feel like I don't even know what you're talking about? What the hell are you talking about? Uh, it was actually a really popular, It's I don't think it's... it's Matt and David Kim? Grohl. Running from the daylight, from the daylight, running oh, from the. Da it was a really popular song oh, on TikTok. That's like a. You consider that a perfect song? You know what I love about that song? It it tells a very vivid story. The I love it and the, I hate it at the same time. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the use of harmonies is fucking broken. David Kushner is... Uh, yeah, David Kushner. Who's David Grohl? The drummer from Foo Fighters. He was also... or I'm sorry, the singer of Foo Fighters, the drummer of Nirvana. How did I know that? He's, he's guys are very... Po he's... He's one of those guys that when you tell people that's who he is, they're like, oh, I didn't even realize, but they know who David Grohl is. He's, that's fair. Yeah. He's okay. Got a very that makes sense. Face. But yeah, Daylight by David Kushner is just, bro, the harmonies in that song are crazy. You know, it's funny though, because I think this is one musical genre that I would say we do not overlap on. Because me and you have a pretty similar styles of music like obviously we don't like yep. you're not super into like metal and uh rock as much you know like you right, like a few yeah. songs but for the most part we do overlap i would say there's one part of like pop and electronic that we do not overlap on and it's that kind of music because there's that other song that you loved yep. that i hated um the just too close and it feels like I am just too just close too to close love to you. Love you. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> There's nothing. Oh, my God. I never really wanted to Wait. tell you how much I hated that song, but, you know, we're about seven to eight years away out of that now, so I could tell you I fucking hated that song, dude. I think it was your uh, ringtone for, like, a year, and I love you, buddy. Chat GPT, how do I take back... Uh, five years of friendship Not, but <laughs> longer as well as uh, well, up until the, the song came out the best man at my wedding 
Oh, I have to get a divorce. <laughs> Damn. Well, you guys can get remarried. That's just all. That's that's all that has to happen. Yeah, I'm we sorry. We get remarried just to spite you. <laughs> I think that song in particular, though, was kind of like. I think for me, just was like a bastardization of dubstep. That's why I hated it. It felt like. It felt like Warner Brothers or some corporation going, hmm, dubstep is very popular right now. Let's put that behind this guy's vocals. And uh, it, it, You know what? It was at a time when, when dubstep and electronic music was had just hit the mainstream. Skrillex had been really popular recently, and everyone's like, how do we, how do we put this in other music genres? Yeah. And it... Because I can't prove it. I... I can't prove it, but I bet that this guy wrote this song, like acoustically, piano, whatever, like a different rendition. And then he got a record deal, and then they were like, hey, you know what's really hot right now? We have this dubstep producer who we want to rework your track. And so, like, I don't so know. So do you, do you think you would prefer a mm. um, an acoustic version of this? Probably, yeah, because his vocals are really good. It, it, like he has a strong voice the lyrics are okay they're not like incredible but they're not bad um so i feel like if i heard a raw rendition of it with piano and guitar i would actually like it more and i'm sure that exists i'm sure he's done like a stripped version of it or something but bro i forgot how much i love that song i'm so glad you reminded me of it but you're right there's this weird niche of pop electronic music and you and I are, are typically like far apart when it comes to because again, even with metal, it's hard for me to say like, oh, this is bad or I don't like this, just because I know it's not what I listen to. But yeah. when it comes to like that genre, there are things that we are very separated on. Yeah, no, that that is very true. I don't know, I don't know what it is about that specific genre. It's almost like the, it's like kind of Imagine Dragons. Like, I actually like some Imagine Dragons songs. But I actually thought that it was. Vibe, I, you know? Yeah. I thought it was Imagine Dragons at first when I was trying to remember. And I'm like, oh, it's like the radioactive. Because radioactive like, oh, did no, the same thing. Claire. Yeah, it had yeah. that wah, wah, whoop, 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 You know, like <laughs> that like really early dubstep sound. And it's kind of funny looking back now because it felt like they didn't, you can tell they didn't hire dubstep producers. They got the guy who produced the last pop song to learn how to make dubstep in like a week. Yeah. Because all of those tricks that they did were things that I was doing my first month of making dubstep. Like, like genuinely. <laughs> like, and that's what kind of bothers me is that song, that far much too close or whatever the hell it's called. Um, that song, the bass it uses, the whoa, 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 is like a preset that I downloaded my first day making dubstep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not shitting you. Like, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so it's like one of the easiest bass lines to make. And so it felt like someone who just learned and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's make this this popular now. But yeah, I don't know. If I if I think of any more, maybe we can revisit this question because it, it is hard to think of like what you consider a perfect song, because that that's that's a that's a big leap you know because there's a lot of songs i love but i don't it's really hard for me to consider them like perfect songs like, i guess uh downfall of us all by a day to remember like as a pop punk alternative song it's one of the best fucking iterations of that type of song that's the one with the chant 
Let's go. My fucking window just my uh curtain rod fell. Kind of rude. I'll fix that later. God damn it. Um But yeah, I don't know why Slugger, I think it's Slugger 1.4 by Flume. I don't know why Flume has some perfect songs. Flume's got some perfect. I think because it's so different, it's so out there, but it's still a cohesive piece. Mm-hmm. It it it's its own perfection. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Yeah, because I mean you can like there's obvious answers like Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. It's a perfect song. Never heard like, of it. Like, yeah, okay. It's like like yeah, you could say shit like that or like I don't know. Would you? This might. Controversial. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, like a modern song that I think people might say is perfect, but I don't think is, when you just listen to it as a song, is, um, This Is America by Childish Gambino. Um, oh, okay. I think it's a package. It's like you kind of need the music video with that song for it to be the message that it is. You need imagery for the message to make sense because it's just him like, yeah, yeah, I'm so thug-like, yeah, yeah, I'm so hood-life, yeah, yeah, I, I this is America. I think the music like, video, it, it gives it the full experience. Yeah, it. I think the song is great, but it's almost something that like, wow, yeah, you need that impact of the video for it to really, if you just heard it on the radio, you'd be like, oh, this is a pretty good song. Like, and that's about it. Yep. But yeah, uh, all right. I think it's about time we wrap this episode up here. What do you think, Mitchell? I think it was a pleasure having you join us today. We learned a lot. We got we got pretty deep, and we talked about some uh, inanimate statue fights that we I, did. I think people are going to be discussing for years to come. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm for sure making the Shakira statue the cover of this episode. Isn't that just a thing you would assume would be on the news? That there's a 20-plus-foot statue of Shakira? It's it, it happened, like, a week ago, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, I'm a little bit more surprised. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's on the news in Colombia, but you would imagine it would uh, it'd be pretty... Uh, you, know, you know when you swipe out. on your phone and it's just like, oh, news updates? Yeah. I think ah. I'd see it there. Yeah, you know what? We probably have and just didn't even notice. You know, you have a good point. All right, well, everyone, like always, join that Discord. Join the Patreon if you want to support us and get a little extra tiddly-biddlies. And uh, make sure to watch our Thursday episode where we will be reviewing FNAF. Mitchell is finally watching FNAF. Uh, yeah, pretend you, just pretend you haven't watched it yet for the people at home. Uh, <laughs> What's the FNAF? All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Peace. Goodbye.